So when you go to a party, how do people tell you there's drinks there? What what what's commonplace? If you're a host listening to this, this is how you should say you have drinks available to your guests. Gabe, go ahead. Uh, I got a bunch of drinks in here. What kind do you like? Yeah. That's Most a- of the time, people are just like, you want a drink? And I'm like, yeah. They're like, uh, okay, I got this. I got this. They usually go what the name is. Or they ask me specifically, do you like this? Yeah, so I'll be like, like, hey, I got beer in the fridge. I got liquor over on the cart. Yeah. And that's I let them go decide what they want to drink. They want whiskey. They could grab whiskey. They want vodka. They could get vodka. They want a beer. They can go see what types of beers I have. I was at this party, and this guy starts off by saying, hey, man, I got IPAs in the in the fridge. You want an IPA? I really like IPAs. I got IPAs in the fridge. To me, that was the whitest thing anyone's ever said to me. I'm a pretty white dude. It's kind of offensive, too. I, I'm half Eastern European. I can't get much whiter than this. Yeah, you're, you're, you're pretty white, dude. Yeah. You're kind of red right now, but you're, you know. That's, that's because the, I just walk. You know. Take a little walk, I get some color in me. Don't assault me with your array of IPAs. Right. Like, like if, I, if I want a beer, I'll go to where you have your beers, and if you have a beer I like, be it an IPA or a lager or whatever, what have you, If a nigga I'll says I have a lager... I'm right, his you, ass. you don't hear anyone say, "Dude, I got a bunch of different loggers." You like loggers? You want a you want a uh, uh, pale ale? Yeah. Like, what? I have I have pale ales. I have Indian pale ales. I have you, I have classic loggers. The first have, ale, that's a punch. Yeah. Fisticuffs. Yeah. <laughs> you don't don't no don't ha- do that. I have a stout. Do you like stout? I have. Wait, wait, wait. I have Belgian stouts and I have German stouts. I immediately don't trust a white person when they start shouting out what kind of beers and IPAs they have. Yeah. That just screams to me like like sheltered fucking bitch boy activity. <laughs> well, here's the thing. This man was a father of three, I believe three. The kids weren't there. I don't know. There were bikes. There was children's bikes. I know he was a father. Um suburbanish dad but yeah great job family man type dude i'd say not even mid 30s yet maybe mid 30s but that's how he started talking to people so everybody like, was getting the ipa treatment that's his yeah every single person that was his personality he was doing it to every guest so i didn't feel that bad like it wasn't like he was singling out only the white people and saying it <laughs> i would fuck with that guy or I would, I would, I'd be like, as soon as I see somebody, I'm like, hey, he gonna ask you about some IPAs. I would say something. I'm like, yo, stop it. Yeah, like I brought, I didn't know like what the party was gonna be like. So if you go to a party, you bring a case of beer, whatever, just to like as a common courtesy. Yeah, or so, wine or something like that. Yeah, so I brought a twelve pack of Stella. I was with Jesus. I told Jesus, hey, bring something different. He he brought Modelo, so we were drinking that. It's it's almost like a thing. Like I go to a party, I'm gonna drink what I brought out of courtesy. If other people aren't <laughs> bringing stuff, just because I don't want to drink what the host has if they're not offering. We were the first ones there, technically second, and we were late as shit. We were told it started at like nine thirty or ten. I purposefully didn't show up till eleven. Ooh. Because, you know, you got to be a little late to these things. Yeah, you got to be fashionably late. Yeah, and even that was too early. People started to show up at like midnight or 1230 
And as soon as they got there, he had like a second wind of energy. And that's when he really started to hem up the IPAs that were in his fridge. Never trust the IPA guy. No. (laughs) On that note, (laughs) hey, my name is Gabe. This is Colin. I'm Colin. That's Gabe. That's Gabe? It's me? Yeah. Okay, me Gabe. Me Colin. Colin. A.K.A. Black Lightning. A.K.A. Zeus's favorite son. A.K.A. Rosie O'Donnell's biggest nightmare. What's your AKAs this episode? Uh, this episode, I'm AKA White Chocolate. Okay. AKA uh, Bland Cheesecake. And AKA Rosie O'Donnell's least favorite. Uh, what, what were you her favorite of? I was her nightmare. Her oh, you were her nightmare? nightmare? Yeah. Then I am her... Man, you already took a good one. Stepson. Her least favorite stepson? There you go. All right. I'm Rosie O'Donnell's least favorite stepson. I think that fits you. Yeah. I would hope to be her least favorite stepson. Right? You wouldn't want to be the favorite. No. Although, no. Hello, everyone. And no one. And no one. We don't know yet. We don't know. We got 11 listeners. 11, 12. Yeah. So is it, looking at our analytics, that 50 we have to get to, is that overall or is it... I don't know yet. So it's like if I listen to one, like episode one, then I listen to episode two, does that count as two listens towards the 50 or just one listen towards the 50? I'm hoping that it's the latter. Okay. We'll see. We haven't dropped episode two, so... That's right. I got to edit that shit. Fucking Katy Perry. I swear to God. Fucking Katy Perry. But we're not doing Katy Perry today. Today, we are doing Primus's debut album frizzle fry primus sucks primus sucks that's i heard that that's the thing that they said you heard that good i, I read was, that i was I, really hoping i didn't have to explain it to you but i wanted to explain it to you i, I read I've, i did a little bit of research yeah on, my, on some of this i've never heard this record before this is my first time listening to the record how do you listen to primus before this album at all no this no. is my first time ever I love Primus. I know you're supposed to say Primus sucks and shit. That's the thing. But like, I genuinely love Primus. It's just such weird rock that it's fun to listen to. This album is a good album. It is. But I have some issues with it. And you're allowed to have issues with it. This is Gabe and Colin. Hey. That's the name of the album. Hey. That's the name of the podcast. Wow. You, are you going to have questions for me? I am going to have questions for you. Can I still have questions for you? Of course. I haven't even, you know, I didn't think of any questions to ask you, but when you asked if I had questions for you, it felt like I should. Yeah. So as you ask me questions, I'm going to think of questions to ask you. Okay. All right. I actually didn't write any questions down for Do you. Do you ever write questions down for I, me? I write the questions down. I just figured you'd add a memorize because it's only two questions. Mm, yeah, but I try to be organized a little bit. You know, here's to that. Okay. First question. But the questions that I have, there's something about this album where a lot of this is going to be way more. I try to, to the audience, to the people that are listening to this, this fucking shit show. Um, a lot of times I have the questions on my phone and I'm looking at everything. But uh, this album was so... Such a weird. This is the weirdest album that we've done, and but, it's one of the weirdest albums I've ever listened to. Yeah, and that's that's Primus in a nutshell. 
And so, like, a lot of this is going to come off the top of the head. So, first, who introduced you to this shit? Who was, was it accidental? Was it somebody, your brother, sisters, some, who, who, who got so, you into this? It's a little of everything, a little bit of everything. So, the first song I'd heard was one of the songs on this album that we'll get to, John the Fisherman, okay. right? Guitar Hero 2, great song to play on that. Um, like fucking fantastic Guitar Hero song. Guitar Hero introduced a lot of us to like crazy music. Yeah, but it it was that mixed with, uh, you know, I listened to KFMA when I was younger, so it's like this would be on KFMA, the radio station. Yeah, the radio station in Tucson. Oh, I guess not a lot of our listeners are in Tucson. They, they'd be out. There you go. So KFMA radio, which I was on. Hey. I was on a couple weeks ago. Hey. I pimped the podcast. Superstar. And I think, well, uh, Gabe, go ahead and pull up that clip real quick. <laughs> Colin has a podcast as well. Go ahead and plug that real quick. Dude. Yeah, so I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, the podcast is called, hey, that's the name of the album. Nice. And it's with Gabe and Colin. Gabe is part of Keep Tucson Sketchy as well. Uh, we talk about albums that have a song title that's the same name as the title of the album. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. It's all about finding a niche and then running with it. And that's good. So you've been doing that for how long? Uh, We just launched our first episode. We have 10 in the bag waiting to launch out. Nice. Uh, So, yeah, I was on the radio, as you just heard. That segue. Uh, And, you know, it's it's a radio station that played a lot of music like this when I was younger. Now, it's, I mean, it's still kind of like... I guess transition to the classic rock type station yeah. where there there's not much newer music like this. No. So they're still playing a lot of rage against and Good. a lot of primus and everything. Uh, but the thing that really got me listening to primus was South park primus. They do the song for South. Park, yeah. Right? Primus did the introduction, the intro song for South park. And I'm going down a South Park, going to have a That's him. Yeah, that's him. And uh, it's just weird rock. But all of their instrumentals in these songs are fantastic. Like a couple of these songs, the drums on them got me wanting to play drums just because I like, they like focused on the drums. And that's what I liked about them. Uh, Primus, they focus a lot on bass and drums, things that are usually silent in the background of songs. I mean, drums aren't as silent, but they're not focused like they are with Primus. It, the I was kind of upset with this record because of that. It felt like so much of it was um, like I like I like instruments. I like good guitar work. I like good drums. I really do love bass. Bass is an amazing instrument, and it, I think you could do so much with bass. And this band does a lot with the bass on a lot of these records. Yeah, well, that's Les Claypool. He does the bass, too? Yeah, well, he is the bassist. He's the bassist and the singer. His inspiration was Rush. I could tell. <clears throat> yeah, there was a really good Rush documentary I watched, and they had him on, and he was talking about how much... They influenced him and everything. Uh, and then, yeah, you can kind of pick that up in the music. But there's this The way one... they arrange songs, too, is very prog rock. Yeah. It's a very... And I'm not, like, a huge, like, prog rock and that analyst. I don't, you know... 
I think if you're eight episodes into this podcast, I've already said my expertise is hip hop. Yeah. And a little bit of pop and R and B and shit like that. But I know other genres. I know I've heard enough rush and I've heard enough prog rock to understand the way that they and a lot of avant grand uh, <laughs> avant garde. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, R&B artists use a lot of those same kind of techniques from stuff like Rush. A lot of it's come full circle into other genres. Yeah, I think we're going to have to do Rush in one oh, of our yeah. seasons. Oh, yeah. I would love like, to do I fucking lo- Rush is another one I love. Yes. Um, I fuck with Rush. But yeah, I really like that the that kind of uh, direction that this album takes and they kind of way they split songs and way they abruptly go into different types of um, solos and shit. Like, and really it, into it. It's not a linear album, and I typically love linear albums. Like same. songs bleed into each other, or they they have the same tone. But with Primus, it's just all chaos. It's not like grunge type chaos or like heavy metal type chaos. But there's a chaos to this music. Oh yeah, there's, that I there's, love. This whole this whole this album is about chaos. And, and you you can see the art I have around my place. Like I love chaotic art. This nigga's got crazy ass art in here, bruh. Yeah. It's a great apartment. Uh those two, those two are painted, those are originals from Europe. Colin gave me the key to his apartment. I brought bitches in here. They was like, What? Yeah. I'm living I, it up. I, I like, gave them yeah. I gave them like the museum tour of everything. Yeah. And they loved it. This fucking place is lit. Yeah. Honestly, man, That's my only other question yeah. is is if uh are you a fan of uh the Mad Max movies or the movie Heavy Metal. Oh, I love all of them. All of them? <laughs> Mad Max and Heavy Metal. Doesn't this music sound like it should be in all those movies? Like, Yeah, well, that's the... Uh, oh, I forget his name. Uh, Sammy Hagar. I mean, his genre of music, he was Heavy Metal. Like, he was... Yes, the movie heavy metal. heavy metal. Yeah, this isn't heavy metal, but it like it fits. I feel like the that the the aesthetic. It, the aesthetic. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Um, th- this is a like the song that's playing right now. Too many puppies. Too many puppies. It's a weird song, but it feels good. It's a good feeling song. Yes. Like that's what I love about certain music. It's like it's weird, but you feel good listening to it. I have actually another question. Yeah. So I can get into the crux of my criticism of this album. Okay. Do you have an issue with how fucking long these songs are sometimes? Because I have an immense issue with it. So I don't. And you know why? Because this style of music is meant for when you're chilling with friends and you have background stuff. Yeah. You're not supposed to like sit down, listen to the entire album in one go. I think that works, but... For me reviewing it, and this being my first time listening to it, that's fair. It was a real, real like it was really hard to like kind of get into these. This songs. album is only fifty four minutes long. It feels like an hour and fifty four minutes, and that's just you know because the song's so good, it absorbs you. I not, too many too many not every times. Too Many Puppies is only 3 minutes 50 seconds. That's why it's one of my favorite songs. Yeah? Yes, because right. it's short and it's to the point. And there's not like the the first like the songs are all good and I enjoy all the the guitar work on all the songs. None of it is mistimed or any of this stuff, but just I I don't 
want six minute songs on every like every other song. That's fair. It's kind of draining. I mean, I I love. I've been driving to this all week, and I love that. It's like I get to where I'm going in two songs, and I enjoyed every bit of those two songs. That's good. I for don't me. drive, so. Oh, there you go. And uh, maybe it's. I I guess. I guess Primus isn't walking music. No, definitely not. This is, you're in your buddy's garage smoking weed, unwinding, and then you have like heavy guitars in the background. You have heavy drums in the background. Uh, you have questions for me? I was supposed to be thinking of them. You couldn't, couldn't I you? couldn't. I don't know what to ask you. Like... I, I guess I think we should keep questions for Colin. Yeah. Just questions for Colin. It's it's a better segment. Yeah. Because I'm not great at asking questions. Um, so go ahead, launch into your top five, and I'm going to grab myself another beer. Do okay. you want a water refill or anything? Yes, water, please. Cool. Top five. It's the top five. It's the top five. Top five, top five. That was me doing the top five song in the voice of the lead singer of uh, Primus. Les Claypool. Les Claypool. That's a weird-ass fucking name, it's man. That's a good name. That is a bassist name. That, I, I, I don't know too many bassists, so I can't disagree or uh, agree with you. So I'll just say, So you cool. got Flea from... Flea's a great bassist Flea, name. Then you got John N. Twistle from Twizzle? The Who. Okay, that is a cool name. And then you got oh, what's the motherfucker from U two? It's something like I think it's a one name, Razor or something like that. Razor. Oh, the the Edge. Edge. The Edge. Yes, the Edge yeah. from U two. Uh, I gotta say, uh, it was kind of easy to come up with the top five for this album because <sighs> because it was so hard to review it that I was very um hands on and it wasn't this this was kinda this is probably the hardest album for me to review because I have zero attachment to it. Yeah. Like zero, like none. Like there's at least one song I liked on every single record that we've done prior to this. And like one record I knew. I knew nothing about this. So it was it was kind of hard to review it at first and then to organize the top five it was a little easier. It was a little easier because I did so much work. Yeah. You know? For me, it was hard because there's one song I definitely don't like on this album. And that was easy, my worst song. But every other song, I couldn't figure out how to rank those in the top five because I love them all. Okay. Let me go into my honorable mention. Uh, this was in my top five at first, but I realized it was a little too short. And it doesn't have a lot of substance to it. Uh, Constantinople. Not uh, Hello Skinny. Just Constantinople itself is my own honorable mention. I like Hello Skinny and the build-up into Constantinople. But, again, I don't know. I just don't think that it's top-worthy. You know, I feel like Constantinople is a jam. A a great way to end the record, honestly. Um, it's the more the more uh, clear that Clay Clay Claypool Claypool yeah. he's less, as, less Claypool. It's as clear as he is on the album. I think is on the last track is where I feel like I can hear him the most. So I give a nod. I enjoyed it. Great second half. I feel like you would hate Why Known as Big Brown Beaver. 
Who's that? It's a, no, it's another song of theirs from a later album. I'll play it after the podcast. Okay. I'm going to play you a lot. Of, I just love Primus all around. They, uh, off topic, they did uh, what was more or less Claypool than Primus, mm. did a reimagining of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory's music in like the Primus style. And mm. he was at the Rialto doing that, and I really wanted to go, but I had to work that day. Fuck. I know. That was when I was on that fucking hourly grind, and it sucked. Working Shh. nights. Now I have salary, and I work days. I don't know. See? Flexing. Hey. That's why he's got this nice-ass apartment. I'm paying bills and eating. Not having much fun, though. Uh, number five. The toys go winding down. Uh, I hated this song at first. So did I. It's kind of annoying when it starts. It's a little too, you know, much. Yeah. But uh, when I kind of digged into the lyrics, I really like the I I liked the theme of using. Uh, there's a lot of um, great like imagery in this album and like comparisons metaphors. Of like you know using humans and people as metaphors for like toys, puppies, and all this other shit, and I think it's a real cool visual of like things your childhood, your um, your adolescence, your arrested development is winding down and having to go into uh, a uh, unfamiliar territory, which is taking care of yourself in life. So I really enjoyed uh, Toys Go Winding Down. Uh, feels like a song that would be in Breaking Bad. Yeah, it really does. It's a does. song that sounds like I only have 24 hours to live. I enjoy. I really, I, I think the first part, the, it's like a little, first little jig part in the beginning. Like the, it's like a little do, 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 do. I like that part. I wish that was a little bit longer. And that whole, that could have, that melody could have been its own song. But I fuck with Toys is Winding Down. It, it grew on me. There we uh, go. Uh, number four, Too Many Puppies. It's the first song that actually like was in my head and like stayed. Yeah. And the the melody, the guitar, the it, I would hear it in my head. So I was like, okay, this kind of album, this album is kind of growing on me. It's catchy. Isn't too long as I talked about. It's one of my favorites because it's not so fucking long. It's three minutes. And that's interesting that it's only at your number four if that's your criteria because I think it's the shortest song in the album. It's great, right? Top notch guitar work, great build ups, enjoyable song. Uh, what actually, else I'm sorry, John the Fisherman's shorter at three, John the, John three Fisherman and a half is, minutes. Is in my top five. I think there's only like two songs at six minutes on this album you're just picky as shit i think it might be what it is you're, you you just maybe this type of music isn't for you so it feels long because you're not enjoying it yeah that's what probably what it is um the third song uh number three the title track frizzle fry yeah there you go i i like the epicness of the song it's one of the few times where we have a song uh, where we have this song title thing, and it's like it makes sense that it's called that you know, the name of the album name, but like it feels so, it still feels different at the same time, you know? Yeah, and I, and I want to bring this up for season two. I feel like after our top five and our least favorite, we should have a small segment where we review the title track. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Let's yeah. do that next time. Season two, we'll add season, that. In. Okay, that's a good idea. Yeah, I like that. But yeah, I think it was. I, it's not. I think I just enjoy the epicness and the I enjoy the hook a lot. Um, it makes me feel kind of powerful. Yeah, 
I enjoyed it. Uh, number two, uh, John the Fisherman is my number two song. Interesting. Okay. We were just listening to it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think this this song, this is the song that you, this is the this, guitar I'm, hero. I'm going to tell you right now, it's my number one. It's your number one? Yeah. I think you had already told me that before. Yeah. I love it. It's a really, it's really strong. It's a fucking good song. It's a real, it, it feels like. It's it's like it's a fun song. Like that's the best I can describe. It's fucking cool. Yeah. It is I picture like uh the character John the Fisherman in a horror movie. This is like a this would be a great way to introduce him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I I I, I did thoroughly enjoy <laughs> enjoy this song. But the song that we're listening to now is my number one. Pudding time. Pudding time. There we I go. love pudding time. Pudding time is good. It See, came out of nowhere. Yeah, pudding time is my number two. Okay. Yeah. So we so, have it. Yeah, we flipped on that. Minds. Yeah. Uh, I would say my number three, though. Actually, we'll swap our threes and fours. Okay. And my number four is actually. You might hate it. It might be your least favorite song. To defy the laws of tradition, the first the first song. I like it. It's a good song. Yeah. I just don't. It, think it's it the should, length of it. It's the fucking length. I like the songs. See, I just don't think they should go as long as they do. For me, with that song, it does kind of split off. It feels like it could be two different songs. And they do change it up. Yes, yeah. And that's that's why I really like it. But there's a specific guitar portion of it where I've heard it in like other songs, like in newer. Like newer music, like yeah, after yeah. 1990. There's a lot of I hear a lot of System of a Down in this group. Yeah, I I hear there's a lot of bands that you can hear from that took from this group, or at least just from this kind of sound. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I do I I do enjoy I like the the Define the Nonth of Edition the the little slow part. That's I really do enjoy it. It's a good song. It introduces you to Les's weird lyrical style. Yes, and it, his his vocals. It does let you know. Um, my notes on the song is uh, overly long start that gets better as the song goes on. Weird vocals, stinky B lines, and a pod delicted guitars. This is like Fury Road, the album. <laughs> I, yeah, I think it's. it's I love Fury great. Road. Yeah, this. Is, I still haven't seen that. I need to see it. We get, I've been wanting. Gabe to watch and Colin it. do re, uh, movie reviews. It's happening. Yeah, we're gonna watch Fury Road. It's gonna be great. Uh, you still have to see. This is my most pretentious movie pick because I liked it so much and it is kind of pretentious. Uh, the Denzel Macbeth, fucking phenomenal. It's shot in the 4 8 or whatever, so it's the square. It doesn't take up your whole screen. And then. I'm waiting for someone to recommend The Lighthouse to me. So I would recommend The Lighthouse to you because it's the same. I really like that movie too. But it doesn't. I need to watch it again because I was lost in a few parts of it. But I think that's the point of it was to like make you question your sanity, like uh, fucking Robert Pattinson's questioning his sanity. Yeah. Um, but the Denzel Macbeth, Denzel Macbeth in the lighthouse, fucking Denzel Macbeth is great. Oh, I forgot. I didn't get into my, uh, my number one is pudding time. Everyone yeah. pudding time is my favorite. It's pudding time. It's pudding time. Oh, I want to say also to defy the song to defy. It's like 35 seconds. Amazing guitar work. I really enjoy this song. Um, my least favorite song, uh, Mr. Know-it-all. Yeah. Right. 
Hey, that, that same, was mine too. Same. It, like, it, it plays and you know it's it's just not it. It's just not it. It's the easiest one on the album to know it's not it. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah. It really sticks out. They call me Mr. Know It All. It's like, okay, dude, we get it. I hate that song. Yeah. Kind of it like made me upset. Let me let me play it real quick. Fuck just to make you upset. Don't I don't want to be <laughs> upset. I want to be happy. Here's, but to go from too many puppies to that to Frizzle Fry, weird, weird three. Weird. Like it would have been great. Too many puppies, Frizzle Fry. That yeah, would have been, been a great one too. I think this album is weird because like the first half is really solid, but I prefer the second half of the album. Yeah, I feel like the first half has better. My has better written songs. But I feel like the latter half of the album, the feel is just, I enjoy it more. I don't know what the difference is in the songs or in, in, in really in anything. I, it's for me, the structure of guitars and like the riffs that they do. Yeah. It's, uh, I think it's less vocally and more just pure instruments. Yeah. And I think he makes his vocals count more in the second half of yeah. the album. So it kind of equals out a little bit better. It's almost like. He's kind of figuring it out as the album goes on, and yeah. the be- they they're figuring out the best way to kind of play. Because honestly, I do feel like besides the dip into Mister Know It All, I do feel like every song gets progressively better. Yeah, even if I, I'll always you know any of the six minute songs, even the five minute songs, I'll disagree with the links, but like I'll still enjoy the work that is being in the album. Or on the song, yeah, because it's not a, it's not a stale six minutes. It's not a stale six minutes, like, or it's not a, f- when, a stale five minutes. Either. When we were listening to uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival's version of "Heard It Through the Grapevine," that's a six minute song, but it's the same guitar bit for six minutes. It's not like he's out here shredding and like doing new notes and shit. It's one fucking note. It's just the same melody over and over again for six minutes. And that's See, that's, all it is. that's way worse. Yeah. That's almost unlistenable. Exactly. It's like you, you just need the first two minutes. Like, I do look it. forward to listening to this like outside of like reviewing it. Yeah. It's like, much better even now just having it in the background. That's what I'm saying. This is good. You're chilling with your dude's background music. Like when I was in high school, my buddy Matt, like I'd go over to his house and he set up this little TV in the garage with his Xbox we would just go there and fucking game and like play some music. This is the music that like this you would, would play be a perfect game to like play Borderlands to. Yeah. And like or just any like that's a, the perfect scenarios is playing like or like a shooter with your friends. Yeah. Or even like Rocket League. Yeah. I feel yeah. like this is this is I give this album a seven and a half. Okay. I liked it. And there's some cool themes, but there's certain things that kind of hurt the replay value for me personally. That's fair. I don't know how much I'll revisit this album after this. I think there's certain songs that I'll definitely listen to again, like Pudding Time and Too Many Puppies. And John the Fisherman. And John the Fisherman. But uh, I don't know about anything else on the record that I'll, I'll review or like listen to for fun. Yeah. On my own. If it's on and somebody plays it, cool. But I'm not sure how much I truly connected with this album. Yeah. I would say this album is 
better than Teenage Dream. Oh, easy. But I don't. But I think I'll listen to Teenage Dream more. And Teenage Dream means oh, more that's to me emotionally. That's fair because you, you did know? have that more high school connection with yeah, it. Yeah, I, like I, you know, and and I, I, I don't know, and I don't even know if I like pop more than rock, but I don't know. I just feel more connected to the themes of that album than some of the, not even to the themes of this album. I just think to Katy Perry's more more feelings towards Katy Perry's voice than the loud instrumentation and the wacky vocals of this album. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm kind of feel like I'm talking in circles right now. Well, yeah, we'll we'll jump to my review. So my my grade, <laughs> uh we already went over my top 5. Uh pretty much agreed with you except I threw in to the five uh, laws of whatever. Yeah. I, see, sometimes I forget the name of the See, title, but I, I'm like that they're, with every They're so, long too. So. Well, I'm like that with every album. I'm like it was track 5, but yeah. So I, I told you after we recorded Gaga, I'm like, I honestly gave this a lower grade than Gaga. I think I gave Gaga an 8.5. It was a solid 8 to me. This one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was kind of on your angle of a 7.5, but 7.5 was just... Too low? Too low. It's not that it was too low, but it's like the difference between a C plus and a B minus. You, you, you don't want to see a C plus on a test, but you're happy with a B minus, even though they're essentially the same. Yeah. I would definitely give this album a C plus. Okay. Uh, that, that, that works. Okay. It's like almost there. See, for me, it's an eight. So a B minus, I'd say. All right. Yeah. So, but, uh, no, Hall of quor- fame? no quarter of greatness. Or a quarter of gra- oh, I got a quarter of greatness. You do? John the Fisherman. That John the has, Fisherman, the quarter of greatness. Has to go in the quarter of greatness. Fantastic song to play on Guitar Hero. Like, hands down, the best song on Guitar Hero. Okay. Guitar Hero 2, honestly, one of the best Guitar Heroes there was. I've heard good things about it. Have you, did you not play it? Did you not no, have I a was, play? I wasn't a, gu- a Guitar Hero uh, person. All my friends were, and I enjoyed cheering them on, but I never was. So, yeah, I was really competitive with my brother. We're playing it on the PS2, and they're trying to get Ace of Spades by Motorhead. And, like, they can't do it. They're trying to play it on Expert. And my brother's friend is like, here, Colin, you you try it. Just just so I can feel better about myself. Because at the time, I was, like, 12, maybe. Yeah. And uh, they're, like, 17. So I tried it. I couldn't do it. But I would do John the Fisherman on Expert. And I would just do that as my warm-up to, like, get better. And that's when I really like the song. I think, uh, I think and my now, friends did that, too. Yeah, and now... I can fucking Guitar Hero circles around my brother. So fuck him. Yeah. And Revenge. Fuck Keith. Fuck, fuck you, you, Keith. Yeah. No, they're great people. I love them both. <laughs> you know, uh, I but, feel the same. I, I beat my brother in uh, SmackDown. Here comes the pain when he came out of uh, prison for a day. And, and that's it like good. the great thing about brothers. You know, they feel that competitive drive in you. Yeah. You just like, want to beat them and make them feel as bad as... Yeah, let's not get into that. All right. And that was in the Corridor of Greatness. Yeah. Colin's first entry into the Corridor of Greatness. John the Fisherman. John and the I, fucking Fisherman. I it, think it's worthy of it. I think, I do think John the Fisherman is worthy to go into the Corridor of Greatness. Yeah. I think it's a, a wonderful song. I really think the edge it gets is because it was a guitar hero. That's an edge against? It gets. 
Oh, it gets. That's okay. that's the main reason why I think it should go in because it, not, just, I feel like that. It's a great song, people. but the guitaro thing is like very culturally yeah. relevant, especially for people our age. Yeah, like I never even was like a big Guitar Hero guy, but Guitar Hero means something to me. Guitar Hero is a fun game to unwind with. Yeah. Like if, if and it's you're, a bonding experience with a lot of sixteen year olds, seventeen year olds in two thousand nine. Yeah, and that's the podcast. That's the podcast. Thank you, everyone. Uh, next episode is Tupac. We're doing a Tupac yeah. record. I'm excited. Me well, against the world is the one. Nineteen ninety five. Everyone. There we go. All right, and on that note, I'll see you guys later. See you guys later. Bye. Bye.